Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the What's Up webcast, where we take a look at everything from what's up in the nighttime sky to equipment to helpful tips and tricks. Uh, we do this every Friday, 10 a.m. Pacific, right here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel. Um, and thanks for joining us. Um, I also forgot to mention that on the last Friday of the month, we have a special guest on to talk about their specialty in the field of astronomy. Um, so, yeah. Um, all of these are generally live, but they are saved and recorded. You can go back anytime and check out any of the What's Up webcasts that we've ever done. Uh, for those of you who've been here with us for the entire ride, thank you. Thanks for being here with us. And for those who may be joining us for the first time, welcome. And thanks for spending your Friday or wherever you might be uh, with us. Um, so it is the first Friday of the month, which means we're checking out What's Up in the Nighttime Sky. And... Uh, We'll just jump right in it because we've got a fair amount of stuff we could take a look at. Okay, so first off, if you like what you see here at the Skywatcher USA YouTube channel, please leave us a, a like on a video. Maybe subscribe to the channel. It keeps you up to date with all the latest and greatest that's going on. Um, if you have an idea for an episode, please email info at skywatcherusa.com. Title it, What's Up? And let us know your idea for an episode. Um... With that being said, uh, if you have emailed us before and you haven't seen your idea pop up, we have lots of stuff bouncing around and scheduling, so it does take time for us to schedule various uh, uh, episodes. So just because your idea, if you've if you've thrown one in there, hasn't come up, don't worry. There's a lot of ideas floating out there. We have we need as many ideas as we can for episodes. Uh, okay. Now, you can always jump over if you want to stay up to date with what's going on at Skywatcher to skywatcherusa.com. Go ahead and hit the subscribe and save button up at the top there, and that'll get you on our email list, which lets you know about what's going on for the, uh, the month, uh, weekly What's Up webcast episodes, and if there's any new product announcements, that's how we uh, leak those out to everyone. So uh, that's how we do that. Uh, also, last thing real quick. Um, if you're looking for something cool to go with your Skywatcher gear, we have Skywatcher swag, which is skywatcher.threadless.com. Uh, we have some new shirts up there with the Evolux, uh, various designs. There's all kinds of really cool things on the store. Um, shoes, pants, um, shirts. I mean, it's, it's quite crazy how much stuff is here at the Threadless store. Um, so if you're looking for something cool, you can go over there, get what you need. And it's a perfect match for your Skywatcher gear. So uh, that is that. Now, let's get started with what's going on in the month of May. Now, first off, we're going to start with the brightest thing in the nighttime sky. That is the moon. Uh, we just had new moon this past weekend. Some of you out there might have been at the Texas Star Party or out at your favorite dark sky site. I know we had one of our representatives at Texas Star Party. Uh, for those of you who were there, hope you had a good time. Um, but the next new moon for the month, well, technically that new moon was in April, uh, but the new moon for May is on the 30th. So your dark sky weekend this this month is going to be the 28th and the 29th um plan accordingly if you haven't already we are getting to milky way season at this point so uh that summer milky way is starting to rise just before midnight so if you're into nightscape photography or if you got a star adventure if you have a star adventure gti on order maybe um 
But something like that um, is now the time to get out to those dark sky sites where you can start getting the Milky Way rising, um, and especially as we push into summer. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Uh, but your next chance to get out there is going to be the 28th and the 29th of this month. Now the full moon of the month is May 15th. That's next weekend. Um, this is the flower moon. Uh, the flower moon gets its name from the appearance of flowers during the month. It is spring, so there are uh, probably a lot of us out there that will uh, or have been seeing wildflowers everywhere. I know my sinuses have, um, so I'm sure you have seen plenty of those as well. Um, real quick, Daniel in the chat, you still owe us the Refractor vs. Reflector episode. It is in the schedule. It's coming up. I don't remember when. I think it's next month is when we're doing that one. Um, but that one it has been rescheduled and is coming up. So keep an eye out for that. Now, the full moon for this month is actually kind of special because we have a total lunar eclipse this month, um, at least here in the Americas, Europe, and some of Africa. Um, pretty much anywhere that it's dark during the time. Um, so uh, May 15th, which is next Sunday. Uh, yes, next Sunday. Um, we do have the uh, total lunar eclipse. It is visible here in North America as well as South America, Africa, and Europe uh, to varying degrees, and I'll show you guys that. Um, here in North America, it is very well placed. Um, most of us here in the United States are going to be able to see pretty much a, all of it to a good portion of the total um, eclipse. Uh, for us here on the West Coast, uh, we're going to see it as it's in moving into totality. Um, we will be doing a live stream um, of this, uh, which I believe will be handled through NASA as well. I meant to pull that up here. Um, so let me uh, pull this up here just so you guys can find where it's at. There we go. So, uh, my outreach program, Focus Astronomy, as well as uh, AAA, which is a new uh, group here in uh, Arizona, the Astronomy Association of Arizona, as well as Lowell Observatory, as well, and NASA, um, are all taking part in a live stream of the lunar eclipse uh, that we will start for Focus Astronomy's live stream next Sunday. It will be 8 p.m. Pacific, um, if you want to join us for that. Uh, probably be using our big fat Esprit 150 um, to to stream that but uh you can join us for that as well anyway uh but this is well placed especially here in north america because you're basically getting it as the sun is going down so it's not like you have to stay up late to some well maybe on the east coast you guys have to stay up later but here on the west side of the united states uh we're pretty much wrapped up before midnight on the eclipse so it's it's convenient um so, but it is, it's going to make for some really cool photo opportunities, uh, especially for those uh, that aren't here. I'll just show you the map because it'd be a lot easier to explain this with the map. Boop. Um, this is timeanddate.com. They do a really nice job at uh, doing things uh, for eclipses. Uh, but here's the eclipse path. Everything in red is basically visible. And then there's various shades. Here's the key down here. Um, go full screen. There we go. Um, so everything in red, the dark red portion, you're going to be able to see the entire thing. The thing I like about time and date is you can click pretty much anywhere you want on the map, wherever you live, 
and it will give you the full breakdown of eclipse times. Uh, very, very convenient thing to use. Um, but here on the West Coast, um, and the majority of the United States, we're going to get a really cool photo opportunity to actually watch the moon rise, a full moon rise during totality um, or moving into totality. So if you are an astrophotographer, a nightscape photographer, I would recommend finding some kind of hilltop or mountaintop or some kind of scenic overlook. Um, if you're in on the coast maybe go to the beach i don't know um i'm sorry that doesn't make sense because the coast is on the west side and everything sets on the west of the moon's right on the east so don't listen to me on that but still find some like high overlook um and you can probably get some really cool pictures of the moon rising there so there's some photo opportunities there besides just of course shooting the eclipse all together I believe our friend Nico Carver just did a very cool video about uh, different tips for shooting the actual eclipse. You can go back and watch his video if you want to see some uh, uh, like DSLR uh, stuff like that. So you can check that uh, video out. Uh, but that is May 15th. Um, this is timeanddate.com. Just look up the eclipse, figure out where you're going to be, and uh, click all around the place and see where it's going to be visible for you and good luck we'd love to see some of your pictures if you shot it with some skywatcher stuff so uh that is the lunar eclipse on may 15th so good luck um for all those out there planets um quite honestly the evening sky is really quiet all of our planets are gone it looks a lot like this nothing um if you are a planet fiend like some of my friends are you are up in the early morning right now my friend um, because they're all in a nice line in the morning you've got jupiter saturn i think mars is hanging up there venus is out there um, it's gonna make for a really cool uh, collection of planets as we start pushing into the summer but currently there's nothing in the evening sky to really catch um right now as far as planets go so if you are interested in planets you are up before dawn taking a look or you're up really late um, um, but early morning hours are the best time to get out and observe those planets right now but it is a big collection of uh, major visible planets that are hanging out up there right now so uh, like i said if you're interested in planets now's the time to be up in the morning taking a look at that uh, what I like to do if you know you're going to get up early is make sure your telescope is set up and just leave it outside. If the weather is going to be good, just leave it outside because that means when you actually get outside, your telescope is already acclimated to the night and it's all cooled off and ready to go. And you probably get some of your most incredible views because your telescope is set up and the early morning skies are very, very nice because the, the night has taken enough time where the ground is cooled off i find the seeing conditions are better for planets in the early morning hours um, because a lot of things have cooled off you don't have a lot of heat currents um, up in the day or you're not looking across your neighbor's like really hot roof um, from being baked in the sun all day so yeah get outside early morning hours do some observing of the planets but they're all hanging out there right now um, so go check it out now the sun i've been observing the sun for the last week because i'm helping out with an event this weekend which i'll actually talk about here shortly uh, towards the end 
the sun is going off right now. Um, it is really kicking into gear. Um, there's some nice sunspots. We had a really massive chain of sunspots uh, like a week or two ago, which I think have moved their way around uh, to the backside. But um, let me just skip through this because this is the same every month. Uh, but if you're an imager or even if you like to sketch, which is a fantastic way to observe the sun, um, just sit down, relax, sketch it out, see what's there. Um, but there is some amazing stuff going on in the sun right now. Let me bring this up. Uh, so this is Gong, G-O-N-G. Um, I just type in Gong, G-O-N-G-H alpha into Google and it pops up. Um, but you can see we've got some nice prominences, nothing major, but the filaments right now are crazy. Uh, there's some down here. There's some over here. There's a cool one over here, a really long one right here. Um, and a really nice sunspot region. There was, a, I think, an X-class flare the other day. So the active regions and sunspot regions that have been hanging out on the sun recently have been very violent uh, systems, So, which are very impressive in narrowband uh, telescopes like H-alpha telescopes for the sun. Now, if you have a white light filter, I should stop here because I always get ahead of myself. Please do not observe the sun unless you have the proper filters on your telescope. Please understand that. If you don't know what you're doing, do more research, go to your club, or watch the previous videos that we had covering safe observing of the sun. Um, but anyway, a uh, good white light filter will show you these structures, these sunspots that look fantastic right now. Uh, but if you have an H-alpha telescope, uh, like a Lunt or a Daystar or something like that, uh, get out there and take a look at it because it's been very impressive uh, with the details that have been visible. And if you want to come out this weekend, I will tell you where I'm going to be um, down in Tucson. Um, actually, they're out there today right now, but I will be there tomorrow as well. But we'll talk about that. If you if you are in the Tucson area, I will be down there tomorrow with some of my uh, fancy solar stuff. Uh, meteor showers. Uh, we actually are in the middle of one right now. The Ada Aquarians um, are currently on. We're just past the peak. Um, but that doesn't mean you can't get something good. We're looking at about 10 to 30, 10 to about 30 meteors per hour with this meteor shower. Um, so if you're going out this weekend, this weekend is still a very nice time to get out and do some dark sky observing. We do have a crescent moon, um, but that should set before midnight. So if you are looking to get out and watch the meteor shower and take some cool images of the Milky Way and those rising summer targets and Sagittarius and Scorpio and lira and all that fun stuff um it'll be a very very good weekend to get out there because the moon will set early and then that will give rise to that glorious summer milky way that's right around the corner um for a lot of us so uh but you may catch some cool meteors uh going through the sky and some of your pictures because we are at the tail end of the ada aquarian uh, meteor shower so just a heads up Comets. Um, I have not really observed the comets lately, but let's go over to cometchasing.skyhound.com. Uh, this gives you the best lineup uh, of what's visible right now. Um, so C2021-03 Panstars, if you're really far, nothing's visible. Well, it's just starting to become visible now. Um, so this might be a fun comet. It looks like it's 8.5 magnitude, which is just out of reach. 
naked eye. Um, it's about a magnitude and a half beyond what the naked eye can catch. But a small telescope, uh, you might be able to catch this one. So keep an eye out. C2000, C2020, ugh. C2021-03 pan stars. Keep an eye out for that one. Uh, let's see, C2017 K2 pan stars. This is up in the morning. Looks like it's fairly well positioned because it's pretty high. Um, it's in Ophiuchus, so in the early morning it would be a good time to catch it because there's no moon up there. It's about 10.3 magnitude, so any average backyard telescope, you should probably be able to catch it. Um, oh, it's going to Ophiuchus, but it's in Aquila. Okay, so it'll be it's in a good position right now if it's in Aquila in the early morning hours. So that might be an interesting one to actually image or get out while you're observing those planets in the early morning and try to catch it at 10.3 magnitude. If you have an 8-inch telescope or bigger, you should be able to find that, um, especially if you've got a camera attached to it. Um, and then it looks like we dive into some of the Southern Hemisphere stuff. Uh, there is one in Gemini. The C2019 L3 Atlas is hanging out. Um, but yeah, there's some comets up there. Nothing major at the moment. Um, all these are telescopic objects, so you will need a telescope um, of some kind or some big binoculars. Um, but yeah, try them out. See what you can find. Uh, but cometchasing.skyhound.com, this is where I go to find all the details of what comets are up. And then I'll go over to Sky Safari and kind of figure out where they are. But this is a very good website to use um, for observing comets especially the ones that are current right there or up and coming. This is a good one to keep track of things that might be interesting um, so you're not left in the dust uh, when they do come up. So take a look at it. Um, we might finish a little early today. I'm just letting you know because there wasn't any planets up. Not a lot with the comets. The sun's going crazy. So we might finish a little early today. I'm just letting you know it could be a short episode because we're already into deep sky. Now... I could have sat here forever plugging in the amount of stuff that is visible this time of year. Um, and that's because it's galaxy season. The springtime right now is, is galaxies, in, in the northern hemisphere at least. Um, a lot of the winter objects, like the constellations of Orion, Gemini is going down. Um, it's still hanging up there. But a lot of those wintertime uh, constellations are gone. And with that, all the really cool nebulas and stuff that go with them are gone. Now, and we're looking... Let me see. I don't have a CD laying around. Who has a CD anymore? Jesus. Um, we'll use this Daystar adapter that I've got. Okay. So, in the wintertime, we're actually looking on edge of the galaxy, out away from the core into the winter outer arms of the milky way in the summertime or um, yeah in the summertime we're looking into the core of the milky way so that's where we see the core and the milky way goes across the sky and all that fun stuff so we're getting into that right now however where we are right now is the springtime so we're actually looking out away from the plane of the galaxy instead of on edge we're looking away out into virgo leo uh ursa major um coma berenices all those galaxy rich um regions and 
that's what's up right now are galaxies and there are thousands of galaxies up there right now and i didn't even have pictures to show enough of them quite honestly so uh this time of year is when you really want if you're an imager you probably want something that's about a thousand to twelve hundred millimeter focal length depending on whatever your pixel size is to get that image scale up or if you're a uh, visual guy or woman whatever um you're gonna want something that's got some aperture on it probably about an eight inch or bigger preferably in some dark skies if you have access to something bigger than 15 inch good for you because um, then you're get able to get into the nitty-gritty stuff out there so galaxy season is a long focal length game unless you're doing big stuff like Markarian's chain or the Virgo cluster uh, there is some uh, Leo uh, galaxy clusters up there too but the objects are gonna be small but abundant um, or I could do m81 m82 which we're gonna talk about um, so one of the nebulas really the only nebula that's kind of hanging on right now is up in Gemini. That's the Eskimo Nebula, um, about 5,000 light years away. It's a very small target, but it can be done in town. It looks great at any size telescope, but if you have a bigger telescope, it does a, a pretty nice job blowing it up. Uh, but if you're doing astrophotography, you have to approach this differently than other nebulas. It's short exposures. Um, narrow band can help, but you don't need super deep exposures to catch this one because you're actually going to blow it out because it's a bright dense region um i think these were only a few seconds long like 30 seconds or something like that for this shot um one shot color really does help with something like this uh but you could use monochrome as well but when doing planetary nebulas and the eskimo is kind of the last little hurrah planetary that's hanging up there are some planetary nebulas that are up in the springtime but they are very very difficult very faint ones um i haven't had a chance to really dig one out there's one up in leo that's very very uh faint to see but the eskimo is one of those last little fleeting objects from the winter um as we move on into uh the springtime like galaxies now, one of my favorite galaxies is NGC 4565, the needle. This is in Coma Berenices, and this particular region that this sits is in a very dense...